It'll be quick. Uh, just share something with you probably in the next week or two. Just, yeah, let's see what God does. Amen. I'm, I think the last couple of weeks have been probably one of the, for me, one of the most amazing times in my spiritual walk with God because I feel God's pulling me deeper. I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me. And, and I think I want to touch on that because I think there is the invitation that is always going out. The invitation that he's saying, follow me. What did he say to the disciples? Follow me. What does David write about him? So far in advance, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We, I think as children of God, we like the I shall not want part. But the effort of following, Bible. Yesterday, so that's, <laughs> Lord, I, I don't like the following part, because where will you lead me? I don't know if I'm going to like where I'm being led to. I don't like if, if it's taking time. I'm like, you're leading too slow. Like, I, I, I need my personality, come on, my personality is quick, you say. <laughs> and then God says, wait. You know, like, Lord, I don't like this waiting thing. What is this waiting thing? But it's in the leading that there is peace. It's when I, talk, when I die and he lives. When, when it dies to my will, when, it, when I am dead to what I want and say, Lord, what do you want? The Lord leads me. I shall not want. He's my shepherd. He prepares a table for me. Your he leads me besides the waters. He makes me lie down and creep. How much of that is him doing it for me? It's God. God does the work. He's the one that. But I think we're in a society and a time where we get bombarded. Yo, that was special effects there, right? It's a Hollywood sermon, yeah. We get bombarded with so much information with sermons, with ideas, with things. And what the problem is, is if we do not water our heart with the Word and His presence, our heart, our, our, our heart and our ears become hard to what God is saying. So God is saying the same thing to me, but I'm going, I have heard it so many times. And we stop listening and stop following His leading because we're used to it. We're used to what it sounds like. We're used to what it is, especially if you've been in church for a long time. You know the lyrics. You know the, 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 the sermons. You know the words. You know some of the scriptures. So when it's being read, if my heart is not soft from his presence, I go, I've heard that before, Sean. And he, I can't follow him because I'm so stuck in a place that is not yielded to him. I'm familiar with his presence. I'm familiar with what a Sunday looks like. I'm familiar with a song. And i like, oh, it's just that song. And then Nona says, God is good. I go, like, all the time. I don't say that outside, but inside. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I know it's none of you here tonight. It's everybody in Gautengaling. It's everybody there in the Northwest, okay? 
No, it's, it's every one of us. And I realize even after growing up in church, even after uh, being in ministry a long time, that there are moments that things go off where he's leading here and I'm 10 steps off there in another direction. I'm not following him. I followed my heart, my thing, my situation. Now on this side, here somewhere, and I go, Jesus, where are you? His love will always come get me, but the problem is, is I'm not where his heart's at. And I think the church, there are pockets awakening to this that are going back to the original design, the original purpose is follow him. It's all just him. I think if we look a little bit at the, the Eastern church, the church in in China, the church in Iran, the church in Syria, the church, they literally are hanging on every word that the Spirit leads them in because it's life or death. Their, their reliance on God is whether they will make it tomorrow or not. Or, Lord, who you will send so we can have word. Sneaking over the border to, to find more word. Sneaking across a border to find more word. When for us, it's just another word. And I'm realizing there is something they're accessing that I'm not accessing because of their heart. The posture of their heart, the positioning of their faith, the what they believe in and ask for. And I've seen that in certain people that get saved and God's doing something. They can see their, man, they're just on fire for Jesus. They just want more word. They just believe God for jobs. They're doing, they're stepping into certain things. And I go like, wow, that looks amazing. But why are they getting it? Why are they there? Why is something happening? Because their whole focus is to follow Jesus. Jesus gets into the boat, and I'll read scripture now, don't worry. <laughs> but Jesus gets into a boat with Peter, and he asks him to push out into the water. He pushes out, and he asks him, throw your net in. Peter's tired, Peter's long, he throws his net. He gives him overflow in his life. More than he could ever imagine. Like in that, for that time period. I mean, he's calling in his friends. He immediately starts a multinational business right there. From one catch, he's got everything. He's like extra help. But then he pulls out and Jesus says to him, now I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm going to take you to where my heart is. My heart is not giving you fish. Oh, yes, that's, my heart is not to give you more fish. My heart's to use you to be a fisher of men. And say, so, okay, Sean, that's Peter's thing, and there's still a bunch of stuff. Let's go here to just to John chapter 3, foundation of the, chur the, the church, amen? Yes, John chapter 3. We all know the scripture very well, right? It's Nicodemus in 16, Jesus speaks to him about God's heart. But there is a beginning part of this thing that we've got to understand. And this is what I want to touch on. He says, uh, verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, 
unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is what? Spirit. You're not born of the flesh anymore. I mean, just by show of hands, who's given their life to Jesus here in this place? Okay, giving your life to Jesus. You've, you've, you've come to a place where you say, Lord, it's no longer me, it's you. I give my life to you. That moment, you got what? Born again. He says, Sean, I know this. Stick with me. Because once you are born again, you are spirit. You're not flesh anymore. But what happens is, we live in the spirit, we have the spirit side of us, but we try and live in the flesh. We try and operate in the flesh, we try and live, we try flesh to gratify, we do the things of a fleshly mindset, we're, we're, we spend most of our time in that mindset, most of my thoughts and my decisions are made from a fleshly point of view, and then, because we're in a Christian environment, we know a lot of scriptures, and we know a lot of a lot of half pieces of sermons. So what we do is we take those half pieces of sermons and then we do our own thing and we throw scripture at it. So we're like, everything works for the good for those who are in Christ. The Lord will bless me when I give, but my heart's not with him. I'm not following him. I'm not, my heart's not geared to him. I'm throwing scripture at stuff and then I get... 20 miles down the line, I've thrown so much scripture at it, my hearts are dead, my ears are dead, I'm not seeing the Spirit, and I am offended with God and offended with man. So I've not followed his heart, I've not stuck to what that is, and followed Jesus, the Son of God in the earth, says, I say nothing and do nothing if I've not heard the Father do it. And then every, every time, he's away listening to God. 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 And when he comes out of that, he speaks, he operates, he declares, he lives. Every bit of what Jesus does is inviting you along on what he's doing. <laughs> Jesus doesn't come and say to Peter, Peter, I see you struggling in your business. How can I help you make your business great? You, that's I know. Okay, this is very fresh revelation for me too. Because I've had some really tough conversations in the last couple of months with me and God. Like, Lord, what about this? Lord, it's like, Sean, I did not step out of all eternity to come into your place. I want you blessed. I want you overflow. I want, but that's not the purpose of my death. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that you can be debt free. I know I didn't get a lot of Because it was enough for me too. Because I was like, Lord, for your purpose, I've done all of this stuff and look where I am at. But then he's like, Sean, I did not die for your debt. Though part of the death is that there is blessing. But my blessing isn't the purpose of my death. 
My death is to let the whole world know that I am king, that there is salvation in Christ, that er that is the purpose of his death. There is nothing else in that scripture. Those who are born of the spirit is spirit. Those who are born of the flesh is flesh. You can, here's the thing, you will never be flesh again. Just die. Frack. You, some of you are not dead enough yet. If you're completely dead, you're completely resurrected in the spirit. But it's still so much of me and what me is involved in this thing that I'm not following him. The invitation is come be part of me. Jesus is born of the earth. Immediately when his ministry is there, he calls people to be what? Follow me. Be part. Invitation. Come be part of this. Come be part of what I'm doing. Come be part of my move in the world. Come be part of what I'm doing in Strand. Come be part of what I'm going to do in your school. Come be part. Come be part. But, <laughs> but because you're spirit, you can only eat spirit. You can't eat of the flesh. It will never satisfy you. It will never be there. It will never fulfill you. It's only the Spirit. And then Paul writes in Philippians and says, says the following, that what God started in you, he's going to finish. So you have a guarantee today. He's not going to leave you. I'll complain, yeah, in skree, yeah, in tantrums. He's not going to leave you because what he started in you, he's going to fulfill. He's going to go after you. He's going to build that in you. He's going to be with you. He's going to come on and pull on you and say, come on. You know how I know that? Peter denies him. Denies him. Jesus is resurrected. What is the first thing he says to me? He says, go tell the disciples and Peter, I'm up. I'm back. <laughs> like, go let him know. We have something to talk about. <laughs> I ain't done with him yet. <laughs> Death couldn't stop this relationship, man. I'm coming after you. I love you. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you back into relationship with me. I'm not done with you. The best way to get this done is die. Just die. Die to your things. Die to what that is. And put your attention back on Jesus. Follow him. Be, let him be the author and finisher of your faith. Let him be the one that you sit and say, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? I'm willing to give it all up for you. What do you want? When Peter stops at the boat, he says, the scripture says he left everything and followed him. He had no guarantee he just said, I'll follow you. No guarantee. He didn't tell him, I'm going to make you a great nation like he told Abraham. He didn't tell him like Moses, I'm going to take you to the promised land and give you this. He didn't give any guarantee. He didn't put any promise to it. He just said, follow me. The thing is, is where we at, we want the promise without the promise giver. I, I love the prophetic and the, and the blessing. I'll take the blessing, but I, the deeper relationship, I'll let go of. When he's called you to a deeper relationship. 
when he's called you to take to to show forth his glory in you when he's called you to be his son in the earth and you're operating at a level far below than what he's called you to be what he's called you to be is to be a son in the earth i'm going to say that again he's called you to be his glory in the earth and i'm settling for a little bit of glory that i can have in my hand let me explain this because sometimes we think when we talk about money or, or wealth or riches or any of these things, we're only focusing on the, the external, the, the, the boats, the planes, the blah, 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 blah. God will move in this place and someone will sit here that comes off the street or comes out of poverty. God is in the place. God is there. They hear this sermon. But at the end of the sermon, they come to the front and they go, Pastor, can you give me 50 bucks today? They're fixated on what they're going to get in their hand, not who's in the building. It doesn't matter if it's 50 million or it's 50 rand. That's what the problem is, is we're looking at the things that is touchable. That's, it's right in front of us, the things that can now satisfy. It's not just money. It's people. It's situations. It's things that we're, we're pulling towards. And let me throw this in here. Guys. Let's, let's just be really honest about what's happening in the world right now. The world's crazy, right? But the world's been crazy. So somebody said, if, the, if, if God, if there was a God, why would the world be so bad? Uh, then my, my response is the following. Okay, let's take God away. Who's, the world's still bad. Who's responsible for that? <laughs> you, you just told me if there is a God, then why is the world crazy? Let's take God away then. It's still bad, right? But who's there then? Who's the, who's the author of it? Mankind. Without God. But you are born of what? The Spirit. I grew up with great parents that not everybody had great parents in their life. I grew up with great parents. And what does parents do? They train you. They teach you. Right, parents? Especially now, soon to be a dad. Yeah. <laughs> so super excited. We're talking a lot, me and Esther, about how, how do we want to bring up our kids? What's the, what's the way? And I know parents are all going to say to me, Sean, you have all these ideas, and then children happen. <laughs> you are great. The greatest parents are, are those without children. <laughs> Until they have children. But here's the thing about parenthood. There is a place where we'll allow and allow and to grow. But there is a moment where a parent goes, it's enough. It's enough now. The line's drawn. You're like, okay, get away with not going to bath or not going to do this or not eating that. And then suddenly a good parent will go, Tla. no eat jy broer. What's for dinner? Dinner. <laughs> this is some parents laughing there. <laughs> what are we going to eat? Food. I'll say, papi, jy weet er eet. Ek hou nie van erkies nie. <laughs> Tonight, you don't move until you finish that plate. I believe in the spirit. That's where God's getting to us. We've been eating some junk. 
And God is going, it's enough now. You are feeding on the stuff that is like, stop. Stop what you're feeding on. Stop what's in your life. Come on, there's some spiritual food I need to give you. It's time for you to live in who you're meant to be, not who you are satisfied to be. It's time to step into the glory. It's time to step into the maturity. It's time to live as Him in the earth when the rest of the world is crying out to know Him. God's heart is for people to be saved. God's heart is for people to be healed. That's his heart. Everything else, second. I'm I'm ending with this. So where, if I say I follow him, he doesn't lead five days in advance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's how... Come to prayer. I come here to Josh. I give him a prophetic word. Say, buddy, I know God's going to do great things in your life one day. And I've given you this word. One day you're going to work for him. You're going to do amazing things for him. But I give him the word. That's way up here. I don't come by the Spirit and go, okay. And the following way is how you're going to get there. Who's ever heard a prophetic word like that? No. There ain't prophetic words like that. Because what has he got to do? Trust Jesus, trust God. What has he got to do? Follow the Holy Spirit. I've got to go and like, Lord, am I, am I staying? What are you saying? Where are we going? Okay, where are you leading me? Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, go. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go there. Okay, Lord, now I'll wait on you. You're taking long, Lord. Okay, I'll wait on you. Okay, now go. What if Jesus was a little bit too late to Bethlehem? I'm just using a, or, or his parents or being orphaned. The, the wise men were off in their timing to get to Bethlehem. And that connection didn't happen. Would that have been the right, I know it's a prophetic word, but just stick with me for a moment. The right time at the right place for them to give the gifts, for them to go to Egypt, from Egypt to come back, for them to listen to the message of, not, of going and, and not staying, the babies being killed. Listen to every bit of it, the right time at the right. Nathaniel under the tree, then meeting Jesus. Jesus says, you were under the tree. Oh, wow, what a prophetic word. Everything at the right place at the right time. What we're doing is we're probably going to the right place, but we've missed our timing. Because we haven't listened to the Spirit. But yes, the grace. Just return back to the one you need to follow. Because He is a restorer. He doesn't just have one place for you. He has multiple places for you. But return back to the one that leads you. Let Him be the one that takes you there. Because then you'll find there's more than enough with Him. That one business deal you missed. God's got a million. Return to the source. That one house is like, I wish I bought that house in 19 Futsack. I would have been so wealthy. I wish I listened to that guy who said invest in Camps Bay many, 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 many years ago when it was a caravan park. I heard, yeah, let me not go there. So what? There's another place with another thing, more than enough. It's Jesus. It's God. Like, I wish this. I wish that. All the wishes die. Frack. And just give it all to him. And let him be the one that leads you. And I felt I needed to say this this morning. Some of the voices we're listening to in our life, cut it out. 
If you're born of the Spirit, you can only hear what the Spirit says. Don't listen to the other voices. Don't align with those other voices. Align with that in the spirit and the negativity and the things and the stuff. And the, there's so much, there's so many voices, so much being said right now. Just, I think sometimes, listen, I just want to hear God's voice. I'm just so tired of the, of the nonsense that's being said and, and spoken about right now and causing confusion. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. I didn't plan going, but I'll drop this right at the end. I don't know when the end will be, but I know when the end comes, it's going to be glorious. Because he says the whole earth will be filled with his glory. He says his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't know like what that's going to look like or what it be, but it will be glorious. It will be amazing. And Jesus is coming back. That's it. If it happens today, for somebody in the hospital right now, Jesus is coming back now. For somebody in a week from now, they might go through and they might die. Jesus just came back for them. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know him. I don't look to those things. I look to Jesus. The church is so distracted, not this church, church worldwide, by, oh, is it Israel? Oh, is it this? Is it that? Is it? Yes, man, I grew up in all the years. Every time there was a war, we thought Jesus was coming back. I used to have long curly hair many years ago. And I heard there was a church group who went, when something happened here in the, in the, I think it was around 2009, something happened, I can't remember what it was. And they all went and waited for God to return outside of Stellenbosch on a farm. And I thought, guys, 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 I'm going to go skydive with, with my curly hair, grow my beard, and, a, and, and white clothes. And I want to come flying into the camp. I wanted to see... <laughs> I wanted to come I'm back <laughs> okay <laughs> Jesus is coming back but I don't think he's coming back yet right now there's a world that needs Jesus you know what I the, the church that is just so excited about the things that are going on, it's sad because there are people dying right now that have never heard the name Jesus. They will spend an eternity in hell because they didn't get an opportunity to meet Jesus because we were, never do, we were not doing what we called to do. We called to be the light to the world. God will take care of my business. Let me be focused on what he wants to do. What is, where's his heart? Because I just start doing his heart, the rest of the stuff will fall in place. It will fall in place. Would you just close your eyes for a moment with me? I know in this building today, there are people facing a lot of different things. Some of you are tired. Some of you have been fighting. Some of you are weary. You know that there needs to be an answer at the end of this month. 
Not in three months' time from now, no. This month. You've been praying for family members, and you know that if God doesn't show up, they lost. There are many different prayers going out, many different situations, many, 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 so much. But I want to tell you today, lift your eyes to Jesus. Follow the invitation. Respond to the invitation. Respond to the invitation. Follow me. Follow me. Here in your heart today, follow me. Follow me. I thank you, Lord, that we can declare today, I surrender all. I surrender it all to you, Lord. My life, my dreams, my prayer requests, my everything. Lord, I put it on the altar. I step away. I give an Isaac. I put it down and I stand one side and I go, Lord, thank you that I can surrender all to you. You know best, Lord. I will follow you. Thank you for that, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for that, Lord, today. Let your glory fill the earth, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I pray for outcome and breakthrough in every one of those situations, Lord. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that you're turning our businesses around. Thank you that you're turning our families around. Thank you, Lord, you're turning our nation around. Thank you, Lord, we can declare our God reigns. We thank you for that, Lord, today in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen, amen.